Bottom of the eighth. First game of the World Series. Shit. Forgot. Do- Dodgers up three to one. Yes. Uh, Justin Turner with another, his fourth home run of the postseason. Three to one. Amazing. Three to one. Manager Dave Roberts. Whenever I hear that name, it invokes the Wendy's guy. Wasn't his name Dave Roberts? Whenever <laughs> I see that in the news. Dave Thomas. Dave Ro- oh, Dave Thomas. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, I just pictured that big. Remember the Wendy's guy, Dave yes. Thomas? Yes, he, he looks like the, the, the nicest man ever. He was so friendly, and he was in like every store. I think any Wendy's you went into in America, you could be in like Cambridge, Massachusetts, and Duluth, Alabama. You go to Wendy's, and he's kind of just hanging out like, how's the dressing? And you're like, it's very good, sir. It's very good. And then you ask him how he got there, and then he looks at you, know, and his eyes turn red, and he goes, I'm everywhere. And I was like, oh. Maybe just a frosty, please. I'm in every Wendy's there is. It, it, he's a host, like Westworld. Like they have Dave Thomas <laughs> in literally every single Wendy's. Every scenario. Are you gonna kill me today or order a chocolate frosty? Wasn't that their thing, the frosty? It was like just a milkshake, but they called it like a frosty. Right. It was yeah. It was a fribble, a frosty, a, a McShake. McShake. It, it's all just a milkshake. Cutting Edge Radio here. Did you hear about McDonald's? Did, have you seen been to a McDonald's lately, how they're like trying to be upscale now? Oh, God, dude, I read about this in like 2002. I remember when McDonald's finally reported like their $2 billion loss that they got right. in, into. Yeah, they're hurting. The first time they were like in trouble. And ever since then, like someone, there was an article and it was like, this is when I used to work at the Unimart State College, Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, there was no TV there, and there was no, like, you know, amazing internet and cell phone capabilities back then. Right. It was like Black Ass Magazine and, you know, cracked. All I did was read every single magazine in that Unimart. And <laughs> it was in, so informed. In this article, it was like, eventually, in the next decade or so, McDonald's is going to make a turn to the upscale fast food, good food quickly. Upscale. Good food quickly. And they're even going to start to change their colors. Yeah, right. Yeah, they revamp, they revamp them. There's, I went to get a uh, breakfast there. I go to there like once a month right? during like uh, any grease in the belly kind of day. And I don't feel like cooking. I'll just go to like – I'll just go there and get like a Egg McMuffin or something. When you're, yeah. Sometimes they re- they're, they're needed. They're needed. It's like – yeah, it's literally like once a month. And they were uh, they revamped the outside, like they put like the stucco walls, and it's like black and gray. Yes. Like they're trying to make it cool. Yes. They have like Uber Eats now, as if you're too fucking lazy to like go to McDonald's now you get delivered, which I have a kind of a problem with because I'm like, come on, guys, you're enabling like the the, the laziest of America, like the worst of America. You're epitomizing. And you know, someone's gonna say, well, what about those stay-at-home mothers? That can't pack their three kids in the car and even go get food. That's why you go to the food store once a week and you stock up. Right. And you have shit you ready to eat. There's no argument for McDonald's. It's not like, well, the healthy options. No, no. Everything is bad. Yeah. And um, we're making it that? easy to poison yourself. Making it easy to poison yourself. And the um, when you drive through there, uh, the menu, it's like, the it's at least this one, it's not the typical like, crappy screen with the slots it's like you know try out our you know cafe vanilla latte line with uh there's all these like weird things and i'm like why are they trying to compete with 
these other places. And I guess it's because of like Chipotle and all that. They're trying to be more like cool to go to McDonald's, but it just doesn't work. It's like putting pig lipstick on a pig. You know, you're like, but it's still the same crappy kid behind the counter that's like, I didn't get your order the first eight times. Just a water, please. A what? A water. But you're right. The competition has really, like, used what McDonald's kind of got exposed for against them. Like, Chipotle was, we're all organic, you know, grass, grass-fed beasts that we, that, we, that we puncture the brains of. Cage free, does not see a shadow. Play ball with. Them. They do that at Whole Foods. They're like, oh, the, the the chickens are cage free, and you know they're like at these farms. The reason there's so much is because like they'll play with the chickens and stuff. I'm like, but you're still killing them, right? You know, it's like right. he was great up until the day we chopped his head off, right? And he ran around for five minutes afterwards. It was quite terrifying. Because it used to be, and then I'll shut up with this whole restaurant tangent. I don't know. I did not plan on talking about this. It just popped in there like a boner. Just like uh, Katie, you and Katie always apologize for your really good tangents. It's a random tangible Shakespearean lust. Uh, it used to be like you'd have when we were growing up, or like the '90s or early 2000s. It was like McDonald's fast food, bottom of the barrel, Wendy's at. And then you'd have like Red Lobster, Applebee's. You'd have like your medium stuff that you always sit down for. And then they start doing Benigans. takeout. And then you have like a nice restaurant, like the Italian restaurant up the street or something like that. Olive Garden. But now because of like Chipotle, we're just like in between. What's that? Olive Garden, nice Italian restaurants. Olive Garden, the finest of Italian cuisine. <laughs> but because of like Chipotle and uh, Pan Express and places like that, they're like in between. All these little guys have to like up their game. And then the middle guys – have to like make them easier because nobody goes to like Fridays anymore and sits down. Who has time to like sit down at these like if you're gonna sit down, it's gonna be like a nice place or you're not going to. Right. You're not gonna like go to like take your wife to like Chili's or something. It's not like Right. Before, you know what I mean? Those middle chains, the TGI Fridays, the Applebee's, they're getting screwed because there's no difference in value from their crap that they microwave in the back than to the burger fi burger that they actually cook on a grill which i love that place i wish they were a national chain they had beers there there's tvs it was sleek yes the guy was the guy was like gay and then like clean cut behind the counter yes you know it wasn't like some slob right yeah right but that's that's snappers but that's right right it's amazing they pointed that out because it's either it's either these these gimmicky like one one thing only, like only burgers at BurgerFi, but it's not as crappy as McDonald's because they don't do all this other stuff. It's just right. good burgers. That's they were it. so good. Oh. You, 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 you guys, I hope Salacious. you still do the Friday routine. When I came down there for the wedding, hey, Ashley, who I met for the first time, was like, I just got your RSVP. I was like, oh, good. It's ah. on time. I made <laughs> it sound like the post office fucked up. That may have been the greatest long-running joke of the show. Clark never RSVPing for my wedding. Yeah, you know, I, I assume I'm there. I'm in the wedding party. I bought my plane ticket. That's the RSVP. I assume I'm there. But was, you're right. I was like, listen to like 20 podcasts. He's, uh, he's confirmed. He's gone. But there's a procedure, and I know she wants to button up. I'm, I'm deep in the wedding planning now. I get it. You want to button up all the loose ends. Cross when the I T's. First went, dot the lowercase J's. Dot the lowercase J's. Uh, but when I went down there, she's like, I'm going to – what do you guys want? I'm going to go across the street. And I thought it was like a reference to drugs at first because it's like South Florida. I was like, oh, man, she's getting coke for the – Yes! 
But then she brought home, brought, brought home. Yeah, Heather came home. She brought the yeah. uh, the burger fry over, and it was like one of the best burgers I think I've ever had. It was so good. And and right there, Jen and I I think went twice on that trip. And I think I talked about this story twice on this podcast. But it's. It's so good. I promote. I want to get him a sponsor of the show for free. It's one of them on here. They're great. I was just going to say, maybe I should leave something at their place on the next trip. But to answer your question, we, Heather kind of got like sick of going, of eating it every Friday. Yeah, so, I get that. Sadly, I didn't. So I like kept going by myself. <laughs> With a picture of her like on the table. And you're like, how's your meal, honey? It's like, John, you can just go and enjoy yourself. I would like sit there and drink pink lemonade and wait for my burger and watch Sports Center. Wonderful. Oh yeah, Sports Center playing there. I love eating alone at one of those places with a beer and a burger, because you're like out, yes. you're not at home. It's quick. You know, you're not going to be there for a few hours. You're going to be there for like a half an hour. The game's on. Yes. Yes. You don't, you don't. You don't have to like talk. You can just watch the game or whatever. You're like unabridged, uninterrupted, but you're still out, like in a different setting. It's like the best thing. It's like during if, the day. If anyone comes up to talk to you, they're either making sure your drink is full while you wait. Uh, maybe they're also a baseball fan, so they're just going to talk to you about whatever game you're watching. So it, it, it's just, I love it. It's one of my favorite places. It's like it's, when awesome. I, it's like when I go to Trader Joe's. I just kind of, I, I take a nice cruise down A1A Saturday, smoke, yeah. a, little, smoke a little doobie, and then just go yeah. stroll around the food store with the hippies. Oh, so nice. You, you buy things you normally wouldn't, but because you're kind of high, you're just like, organic uh, grass fed yeah. seashells. Don't know yeah. what they are, but they're coming home with daddy Yes. <laughs> I like drinking at airports. Not oh not gosh. the prices, but it's the only place that's socially acceptable to drink at any time, and you're not judged for it, and the service is is amazing. You know, at an airport, there's oh, you're never yeah. waiting for a drink. It's immediately, you want another one? Ready for another one? Right. You know, and they have like... And, and then you know what I'm saying? Because everyone's traveling, they don't want to be there. They're they're stressed. It's yes. expensive. It's bullshit. So like, just drink. And nobody's like, oh my god, drinking. You see tables of people doing, you know, drinking whiskey at eight in the morning. Yeah. And there's always that one guy that's talking to the servers, like, hey, yeah, no, we did this. And Pete, you want another one? I'm like, why are you a regular at the airport? You know, <laughs> there's always like the one guy that's like a regular. I'm like, how are you? Every time, there's always that like a regular. And I'm like, no, he's probably just very friendly. But the, all these, you know, but the service is great. I love drinking at the airport. Well, I think about it. The guys that travel like a shitload for work, uh, they probably get to know the airport bartenders because oh, yeah. they're there like once a week, you know, laying over in uh, Atlanta. I bet you there's a lot of regulars at Atlanta airports. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chicago. What a funny show that would be. An airport bar where there's regulars. It's like a twist on Cheers. Editing this part out, writing it down, and, and pitching it. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking that. Cheers. It's like, Norm. Yeah, and they have like, I don't know, um, a mail guy, like a FedEx guy that's just always running packages to the airport. But he's like a pilot, like a FedEx pilot, you know? Yeah. Yes. Or, there could yeah. be the drunk pilot, the scandalous uh, stewardess. Flight There's attendant. the guy that never, that like lives at the terminal, like that Tom Hanks movie. He just lives there. Because he can't like leave the country, but it's like his only place he can stay. So he just kind of hangs out all the time. It's like, but he's got a weird like foreign name, like hey, uh, Latvia, and he's Mishkov. just like Mishkov. I I, I kind of see that movie. I still don't really understand what it's about. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, right. it's good, but it's it's Tom yeah. Hanks, right? 
Tom Hanks, Spielberg did it. It was like a oh. silent Spielberg film. It came out right. during like Catch Me If You Can. And he snuck in there, and it was a good movie, but you never really heard about it again. It kind of went away quietly, but got mm. like great reviews. Hmm. But anyway, that's it. That's what we got to do. Well, I uh, was trying to look for shit to talk about during the show tonight, and I realized, dude, <laughs> if it isn't political, it's negative. You know, it's someone getting eaten by a shark. If it's not political or religious, right? Well, mostly just political, and it's amazing. They show. They sh- I saw this video of Obama talking to someone who lost a, a, a son and you know, whatever. And then yeah. I, I think of the guy that's there now and how he's just arguing with people like over Twitter. I know. I know. Puerto Rico still doesn't have power and he's arguing about like Nordstrom Rack and some guy. Pick- oh. He's picking a fight with these people. You know, it's really sad. It's a oh, huge. Imagine if Obama did that, if if there was uh, after one of the hurricanes, if he was like tweeting about basketball, fighting with some <gasps> news reporter, like Lonzo he would, Ball. He would right. He would be like crucified. People they wouldn't say, deal with it. Why don't you stop arguing with Lonzo Ball's dad and, uh, you know, get down to Puerto Rico and turn their power back on Obama? Right. Help them out. And then let's talk about Benghazi for a million years and how it's Hillary's fault. But then that just happened like two weeks ago in Niger, pretty much the same circumstances and nobody's talking about it. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a circus. It's it, dude. And I just, it's a chili fest. I'm, I'm looking for content to talk about on the show. That's interesting. And I don't want to talk about this stuff because it's just, it's not interesting anymore. It's just sad, but it's hard not to talk about it because it's so in your face. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, you know what? All I see all everywhere, MSNBC, CNN, Huffington Post, like just everyone's ripping Trump. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Fox News. And I'm going to see if they have the same like headlines about Trump or are they just completely going to say something different? Right. Nope. Their headline, they are still going after the Clintons. Oh, give it a rest. I mean, I'm like, yo, you it's won over. already. Yeah, give it bro. a rest. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, really, come up with something new. Uh, listen to this: the controversial dossier containing salacious allegations about Trump and his possible connections to Russia, including coordination between Trump and the campaign and the Kremlin, resulted from funding by Clinton's presidential campaign and the DNC to the firm Fusion GPS. A source familiar with the situation has confirmed to Fox News. <laughs> Back in the day, you had to like confirm things a hundred times. Now it's like a source familiar with the situation confirmed. Right. I heard a guy mention it in a bathroom right. stall. Did you see his face? No. Confirmed. There was a mechanic working on Official. my car, talking to his buddy about what to get for lunch, and I heard him mention something about this news story. Confirmed. Confirmed. Print it. Take it right to the press. Slash it. Um, General Hassinger. But that actually, um, that's amazing. So we're on a thread. We're the, Clark and I are on a separate thread with Bob. Bob Coons, who's been on the show twice now, our Civil War buff. He uh, And Clark renames all of our names on the thread, like, randomly at, like, 3 Too in the much morning. Time. And he names right. them. Uh, how do you say what you do? What is that called? They're like, they're like puns. Of okay. 
They're like puns of Civil War names. So you're General Hassinger instead of General. And then, and then I changed your name to Manassas Singer. Manassas Singer. That's amazing. That was a great one. General Manassinger. Bob Stonestall Jackson. Right. And then he's Bobbert, Bobbert E. Lee now. I changed it again to Bobbert E. Lee. And yeah, <laughs> and you're useless Grant. I'm useless Grant. <laughs> you change him so many times, I can't like keep track of it. Um, it's ridiculous. And sometimes I don't know who it, if it's you or if it's Bob. It's wild. Um, so out of all that oh, muck, green water, all that political muck. Speaking of right. green water, Mark Cuban, 2020. Yeah. I mean, he's flirting with the idea, John. He's flirting with it. He is tiptoeing. He's dipping his toe, his big toe, his hairy big toe. He's he's testing the waters. He's he's dancing around. He's skirting the issue. And while I do think (laughs) Cuban skirting the issue, that's tremendous. That's like, um, what's the phrase? I thought of it the other day. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, the bottom line. <laughs> but Mark Cuban, twenty twenty. I mean, at this point, it's yeah. anybody, anybody, but what's happening right now. Right. That's kind of the problem with what uh, I would vote for for uh, Mark Cuban over Trump any day. I think he has good ideas. He's a real billionaire. He actually is like a smart guy. Very smart. Uh, but with Trump, it kind of opened the floodgates for anybody can run for president. Like right. The Rock was talking about it, and I think that's really. Like not a good thing, because it's kind of clouding like experienced people. Yeah, Cuban might be a great president, but um, there's a lot of people that are like more qualified that understand government and politics. Uh, not discrediting him or Dwayne Johnson or anything, but I feel like a lot of these people are just going to eventually drop out and they're clouding the issue, and it's like not. It's kind of I don't know. I want a president that's like. Uh, you know, a politician that's like experienced. However, possibly the greatest debates of all time would be Trump and The Rock. Oh yeah, I would vote for Howard Stern if he ran, or <laughs> Bill Maher, somebody like that that can argue. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah. But, but Mark Cuban? I, yeah, I think this is, and it's weird. It goes back to what Johnny Depp said: if Trump becomes president, I don't think the position will exist anymore. Because it's right. almost like he just proves how like. I don't know how meaningless the, the the position of president has become. I know, or how it's it a can be mockery of the office. Right, kind of. it's really like belittling the position. Yeah, it's no. like a dad, a kid that is like, take your son to work day. He's like, he's the CEO for the day, but like he really runs the company now. Right. And it's like, uh, thank yeah. God we have like some of these generals, you know, up there in the cabinet, like General Kelly. Yes, you know. I mean, he's he's like the only thing stopping like Trump from total craziness is he's like a general, kind of high up. That's like, no, we can't do this. Kelly. Yeah. I don't know much about him. I keep seeing his name, but I've never read about him. He's done some stupid things this month. Hmm. But. Oh, well, like what? Like the whole thing with Trump not calling the uh, oh, widow. Geez. Kelly was like, well, when the he was making stuff up. He's like, well, when the president calls <coughs> a widow. It's sacred, and nobody should be listening in. That's a rule. It's like, it's not a rule. You made that up because somebody else was in the car with her and overheard it. Like, yeah. it's another senator. D- and it's don't like, you think, like, you would get all your family members in the room if you're talking to the president? Yeah, right. By the way, 
I got to mention that, not to get political, but that the, the way Trump handled it's impossible not to, dude. For for what we're doing right you have now, to. the the things that people are talking about are just woven through all this mess. I just want to put butter in my ass and a lot lollipop in my mouth and just relax. I just want to slide down the sleds. Slide down the sleds. But the way Trump sense. handled that, what's that? I said it doesn't make sense. Can't no, slide down a sled. But it's you can you, you slide can in a world. Sled. But it's glorious, and it makes sense to me. Make it a splinter w- in your butt cheek. Ooh, dangerous. The way, the way Trump handled uh, the widows of Niger not calling them was so disrespectful to troops, saying, mm. saying to the one you know what you signed up for. Uh, and, then, and then he told the one dad he'd send him a check for yeah. 25000 25 grand. Cut but he never right said now. it. Give me my fashion, check. He, he didn't pay. He didn't pay the check. The The guy said, I got a letter from the president. I was hoping to see the check, and it wasn't in there. He, he never gave him the check. And that's what Trump does. He doesn't pay people. He tells them he's going to give money. That's why you know, nobody has ever come out saying, Donald Trump did a lot for me in business. He really helped me out. He just fucks people over. All The, the only good thing people say about him is, he's our president, and we should respect him. I'm no, like, you shouldn't. Why? What has he done? He's no. ripped this country in half by himself. You need to remember, you are the citizen. You are his boss. You do not need to respect him. You should have a president that's respectable enough that you do respect him, but for the values that he brings. But you can't respect this guy. You can't respect Trump. He can respect the office, I guess, and not, you know, say wild things that'll get you locked up, and you know, but. You know, you should vote him out. And uh, alternate nineteen eighty-five Biff Tannen was based off of our president. Swallow that, that so hole true. and wash it down with apple cider. But how wash about it this? Down with some, some spice cider. This Jeff Flake guy. Ooh, Did you read about him, Senator of uh, Arizona? He's, he dropped out today. He said, right? "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not running for re-election. I can't be a part of this." Good he's for like, him. He's like, my conscience just can't. I'm not doing it. I, I was really impressed. And he was almost, he was really choked up. You could tell. It was almost oh, like he was yeah. scared. Like, you know, the CIA could come and chop his testes. Come and black bag him in the middle of the night. Later. It's never. It was a podcast. Walking Dead fans are losing interest as shows ratings and piracy dips. Yeah. Did you watch the new episode? Yeah. And what did you think? Was it good? Yeah. Did you like Rick and his trash talk? I did. I liked the episode a lot. So did I. I thought it was I awesome. I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I told Jen this is one of the best. This and the one where they went to Alexandria and the opening scene, I thought were like the two best uh, in recent years because it's their eighth season now. Last season was a snooze fest. Um <sighs> Till the very end. Till the very end. Last season was pretty bad. Yeah. But I feel like it's really good, man. I, I do feel, though, that the show is kind of at the point oh, no. where it needs to see the end of the tunnel. Maybe two more seasons. I mean, Max. you can only... I know, it's a, I know it's a comic or a graphic novel. And it's not even close to being over as far as the writer is concerned. Right. But you're, you're, you have, they're hell. actors that have been doing this for eight years. You know, you can only really do the same thing for so long a different story arc I feel like they, they're not bringing us anything new unless they got a control of the plague like the government somehow got back involved and civilization I, I just right. feel like they're running and 
doing the, the nomad thing with the clans. It's all been like done really well for a few seasons, but it's feeling a little played out. And I'm a true fan that's watched every episode the night it came out, and I always will. I love the show, but I feel like they need to respect it more and and start funneling that towards the the end. They said you know? the uh, the viewership dipped so much because everyone was so depressed. Uh, you know, with Negan just beating and killing everybody for like an entire season. I know. People were like, oh my God, like the Daryl episode, you know, Easy Street. Uh, even though that episode was important in the long run for Daryl, uh, sitting through it was just painful. Watching yeah, him very painful. The dog food. Oh, and Negan too is ridiculous. Rick should have, spoiler alert, Rick, if you haven't seen episode one, season premiere of season eight, Walking Dead. Right. I'm going to give a quick spoiler alert. Or they should have just killed Negan when they had all their guns pointed at him and he was on the balcony. Like, that's like the, every assassin's dream. It's like, there he is in front of you in your scope. Shoot him. That... But, they, but, then they, but then he did. And he still like, got away. And then he ends up in a van. And, and I'm like, oh, come on. I love the episode, but that was a little ridiculous. Well, right. If we're going to rip it apart, I mean, I was like, well, obviously he's going to get away, but of Holy course. hell, this is like worse than the stormtroopers in Star Wars. Like, how the fuck <laughs> are you missing him? There's millions of bullets flying at him, and they're standing right there. But it looked like he got his leg. Yeah. Uh, I like the episode, though. I liked it a lot. Michonne didn't have a big role in there, but no. it was good overall. She was kind of quiet in that one because she stayed back. Walking Dead fans are losing interest. It shows ratings dip. Uh, it debuted its eighth season on Sunday, and while the ratings powerhouse still did better than everything but football, the stats illustrate a clear picture. It seems that the zombie drama's peak ratings are behind it, which I would say was probably season four and five. Had to be. When they were just Had dominant, and they were just kicking the shit out of anybody who tried to fuck with them. Yeah, like the Oscars like ended early because they knew they would lose like their entire audience watching right. that. Because of uh, Walking Dead was, was on that night. Oh yeah, I, I, that's gonna that's gonna keep. You're gonna hear more about that though. There's there is kind of an exodus of, of viewership in Walking Dead, and and they're never gonna have the numbers they did, which is fine. After eight seasons, you you really don't. That's right. Like most shows end at seven. So and the uh, show started with only six episodes. But yeah, right. I know. Barely so a quick. chance to like build anything. They just fired up. Yeah, 2010. But I feel like they should respect the show. You know, and not cheapen it up. Like I hope they leave it. They end on a on a good note while they still can, and it's not, you know, like canceled five years because they're still going. You know, Andrew yeah. is like sixty, and you know, still like Carl's like twenty five. I just feel like they need to respect it and end while they can and not beat it to the ground. I I just remember thinking when American Idol went off the air, I was like, gosh. They used to get 30 million viewer, viewers a week. Now they get like 15 million. That's still good. Right. But they ended because it was just the voice was more popular and their time was done. But now they're coming back on ABC, I think. Bringing that back. Isn't that weird? It's coming back on ABC. Yeah. Um, And I bet you Walking Dead. Yeah. So listen, the Nielsen numbers give the episode an 11.4 million views. While that is a lot, when compared to the highly anticipated season seven premiere last year, there was a staggering 43% drop. So 20 million, it was actually their peak in 2014 and 15. So even though the ratings are good, like 11 million is acceptable, they need to wrap it up in like two, two more seasons. 
Yeah. Yeah, they should. There's no shame in that, too. It is a, it's made a lot of money. They're going to keep doing that. I mean, it's a money machine. I mean... But, like, somebody needs to start to, like, funnel that in, you know? And then do, like, another spinoff. It's like the Game of Thrones of uh, graphic novels and zombie. Yeah, right. You know? It's a good good soliloquy. Good analogy, I think. Good microcosm. Simile? Yes. Dodgers win three to one. There you go. Boom. Shakalaka. I I am happy to hear that. And I got a buddy. I got a, someone I work with going to game two tomorrow. He said uh, it's only supposed to be 98. Yes, it is a cool 98 tomorrow. It's a cool, crisp 98. And then it gets cool. It gets back to normal on Wednesday. By normal, I mean 90. Oh. But uh, Ooh, we just got a cold front coming in here. It was like 82 today. It was breezy. Ooh. Rained all day. It was breezy. glorious. <laughs> oh, I love the rain. I, I bet know. you love when it rains and you're working inside because you're like, yes. You know? I'm like almost not like, like tempting. I'm like, no one's going to. Yeah, right. Like, I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit in here and work. There's nothing else to do. And I'll start watching. Ooh, I have a nice uh, Netflix suggestion. Recommendation. Recommendation. What's the recommendation? Netflix with John. Oh. Netflix with John. 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 Netflix with John. It's John. I love. Ah, yes. I've I've really like started now this shot glass collection. I have like enough to like display because of those Spurs shot glasses Katie gave me off my registry. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't bought John a gift yet, hey Ashley's been getting a lot of baby shower presents, and deservingly so. There's a, a child being birthed in the foreseeable future. However, none of those presents are for John. So I've created if you can check out uh, I'll put it on the I'll put it on the podcast or Facebook page before the show goes live. Um, Amazon, uh, we created a wish list for John's tree. All kinds of great, affordable Sports items you can buy John and send him to make him feel welcome too. Except for the autographed Warren Moon jersey on there for two hundred and ninety-eight dollars. I'm hoping some soul, probably oh. Jeff Passenger, buys that and then sends it to you. Oh, I just my. put that on there. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that was on there. I still haven't looked at it. I'm, I'm, oh, I like oh, didn't think it was real. I didn't like believe it. Yeah, there's tons of gifts on there. It's so good. But uh, are, are all the shot glasses you have sports glasses? No. I got Batman and Robin. Ooh. I got one from Texas, one from Mexico. Arriba. Like literally from Mexico. It's just like a very you know small Mexican shot glass. Uh, one from Cabo. The Spurs ones. One from Germany and a mini Mason jar. Oh, yeah. regular Moscow mule. Should we take a slice, come back? Uh, let's juicy it up and want to see. Tweet us. Scooby. At the underscore podcast on tonight's show brought to you by Live Media. We will return abruptly and facetiously after this. That's so ridiculous. I, I, I got to watch it, which I, I got a crowbar in too, which reminds me of this new business venture I'm doing. I'm opening up a joint called Biscardi's uh, next oh. week in Long Island. And Karen and I oh, nice. are doing it. And then I'm doing Hashtag's hot dog stand. So. Good, good. Enjoy not getting any money, fucking. Because I'm just going <laughs> to. But imagine if somebody did that to you, though. I'd be so pissed. What the fuck? This is my name. Make sure oh, those hot God. dogs are short but thick.
Check this out, podcast listeners. Live Web Media at livewebmedia.com are offering a one-time discount of $250 off on their services. Live Web Media has been designing custom websites for over 19 years. Tremendous portfolio. Request some pricing today at livewebmedia.com, or you can call them directly at 1-855-LIVE-WEB. We've used them, John's used them, and a lot of our friends have used them, and their businesses have never been better. Check out livewebmedia.com today. Custom web and market. McCombs. I love the, the Eagles picture in your uh, profile. I feel like it's been a while since we've done Kamala. Kamala. Oh, Black man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. Dodgers take game one. I was just going to say, man, Dodgers. Congratulations. Oh, green juice. Over to football. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, and that's. I was like, but we didn't even scratch the surface. Oh, that would have been terrible. Um, over to football. Over to the yeah. NFL. Over to the best team in the league at 6-1. and one. Your Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, looking Brady-esque. Very much so. Even after his top lineman, well, his veteran lineman, goes down with not just a torn MCL, but a torn uh, Peters. torn ACL he has done for the season. They were hoping that it, the injury wasn't season-ending, but uh, yeah, he's done. Yeah. That was sad. Did you see the game? Did you see them cart him off and the whole team I come did. out and the whole crowd chanting, Jason I did. Peters. I did indeed, man. Yeah, it was touching. It's always always kind of moving when you see a guy crowd off the field and everyone kind of stands up. And even if it's from another team, you know, like a visiting team, people, yeah. you know, they kind of rally a little bit with that. It's kind of one of those little things that yeah, there's a mutual respect for. I thought I was well, like, it, it, that was one of the worst and coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, yeah. Him going right. down, but... But, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much nationwide, everyone referring to the Eagles as the best team in the NFL now, especially that the Chiefs have lost two straight to the Steelers and uh, uh, that nail-biter last Thursday versus Oakland. Speaking of that game, right? speaking of our last show, the 200th show. Tamales are ripe for picking tonight. Because we (laughs) we did discuss that game, but we were discussing that game off the air. When I was recording, but didn't think I was, or maybe I did know I was, but however, the story, the racist rants did we do? The story behind the 200th show is this. The first half of it, which is only about 16 minutes, is everything around the show that we recorded. Because we would get off Skype, we couldn't get Biscardi on, we couldn't get Katie on, then we, we couldn't hear Biscardi. Then Biscardi had this big plan for the opening. So I was like, you know, recording and, and shutting down. Rec- I had like seven different files. And oh, no. S- somewhere in the mix, the actual show is gone. But like there's 16, <gasps> there's 16 minutes of all this behind the scenes stuff. That's hilarious because you and I are still kind of doing a show while Biscardi is stalling. Always. 
that's what we'll do. So we'll, we'll so the middle show where we're like we were quote unquote live yeah. is gone, which yes. is understandable when you're hitting record eighty times. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how I lost it the first time. But so but we got the Corrado show on Saturday with that and that. It'll make right. for like we'll, we'll throw a bunch of clips in there. It'll be a great show. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. I think with the combo, and I th- I think it'll be really interesting because it's like yeah for our two hundredth show I wanted to do something different, and I couldn't think of anything. I was That's just like, oh, we'll do me, you, and Biscardi, and then me, you, and Katie. This is like, it's like the Seinfeld backwards episode. Right. Or those episodes where they're like, here's our first 200. Let's watch clips from the past. And they just show you clips. But then there's a good one. You're like, oh, but I wanted to see the rest of that one. And then at the very end, they show you like all the bloopers. Right. And that's kind of what this is. Because you and I are like, the blooper uh, Gag we're, reel. we're like trying to start a show for 16 minutes. <laughs> Trying to, yeah, it's like you're trying to get the car started in the cold, and it doesn't work, and you get it for a second, but then I don't have that problem. You and I both have new cars, but uh, you can imagine. It's 2017. You're right. You can imagine if you grew up in the 60s. Um, but other than that, than that, in the NFL, Thursday, the, this week kicks off in, uh, in uh, Baltimore as the Dolphins face the Ravens in the first round or in the first, uh, first game of the NFL week Nine? That's this on what what day? Sports with John and I have all the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Week eight. Yeah. This season has flown by, man. I don't know about you, but it feels still very early to me. It, it's only October is how I look at it. And I know October. mathematically that is always week eight, but I feel like uh. we're, oh, we're already eight. Like the Eagles are six and one. I That's know. already happened. I, I know, dude. Week eight is halfway there. Well, yeah, it's amazing. Basically. I feel like it just started. It's unbelievable, and we play the 49ers, So to go seven and one is pretty insane. It's incredible, and there's a lot of years where they had they had a good first start, and I've said, and I'm, I'm sure you've said, I really think this is their year. And then I was thinking, hey, I'm not going to say it this year, but I am going to say it because I really think this is their year. That the way everything's gelling together, uh, they're very. Um, tight. The only thing that scares me, as always, it's maybe it's superstitious. Superstition. But it's superstitious. We always cool down after a bye. Which we need to get rid of. There's no reason to have a bye. You only work 16 weeks a year anyway. Just relax. Wait. Skip it. Where, but I get it. I get why you do it. Where are you remembering us cooling down after a bye? Like, this new team? This, like, team that we just kind of put together? Or last year? Last year, because remember Andy Reid was like fifteen and zero after a bye, and I don't know what Chip Kelly did, but last, last year, year after the bye, that's when we just went downhill. Chip Kelly did it one or two years, I remember. Yeah, one year definitely, and then last year, after that bye, we were doing so well oh, that we could yeah. just never. They took a week off. It was like we the like guy f- taking too long from vacation, and he can't like really get back in the groove of work, and he's fucking up. It was kind of like that. And Lane Johnson was suspended for 10 games. Right. So that's dookie water. Yeah, that is not that is hot dog flavored yoga. But fright, <laughs> frighteningly enough, Tom Brady and those fucking New England Patriotics have won five in a row after starting 0-2. Yeah. And, True uh, fashion. Looking like normal in the rematch Sunday night against the Falcons, splattering them twenty-three to seven. The Falcones. 
They were splattered. There was splatterage in that game. Dolphins yet again pull a win out of their butthole. <laughs> out of their blowhole. They were up or they were down. And then Jay Cutler broke two ribs. <laughs> he shouldn't be playing, man. He needs to just hang it up. Go back to ironing your shirts. And who did they bring in? Who I've been calling for them to bring in since Ryan Tannehill went down. Their backup, Matt Moore. And he's won two games. Well, Eminem. He, he won the game for them. He came back. They were down 17 nothing against the Jets. 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 It scares me. Here's my prediction for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh oh. Because you just get said, deep, kids. Because you just said fire. you just said that uh, you think Gather. this is their year. Grandpa's talking. Get him closer. And this just reminds me of the 2007 Phillies. It's like okay, we have like all, all these right. really good all players. Right. All yeah. these really good players. They're gonna. Yeah. They're really hot. They're going for it. They like believe in themselves. They're gonna get to the playoffs. And some jerk off who's got experience, who's been there, like maybe like Drew Brees or Cam Newton or even that good analogy jerk in Seattle. Uh, what's the quarterback? Russell Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Goes in there and they, ca- they, they have that experience and they catch us off guard and, yeah. uh, and they knock us out. But then next year, that's when we are bloodthirsty. Wentz has a, a true MVP season and we win it all. It's my two-year prediction it. right there, or a year and a half. I can buy that, absolutely. It is, that's very much like the 2007 Phillies. And see it in the cards. And that happens more often than not. You have this team do so well, the next year, not only do the, the same roster still apply and they're jealous, yes. but they have something to prove. You know, it's personal this time. This time it's personal. Right. And Wentz is still a very young quarterback. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like he, it's... Elway circa 94 where they're like he's got to get one more you know and he's and he's he's still like figuring out his grooves he's doing very well at it but I think you're going to see more and more of him delivering like this and next year I can see that being a big payoff just keep everything in place I totally agree he's it's only his second season and kind uh, of a yeah kind of a, a three four year plan too in that situation yes you know first year you're just getting your dick a little wet and t- tasting I mean, first year, you're just finding your footing. Second year, if things are starting to click. Third year, if you're good and the player's there, it's an oiled machine. But fourth year, you know, it's like business as usual. We've got to make this happen. We know what's working and what's not. Division you titles. Know? And it's amazing because it was like Eli, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Eh, maybe Carson Wentz will improve. He had such complete control over that. Uh, offense last night. He, he, he was me. playing it like a fiddle. He it was like looked, a maestro conducting like, an orchestra. He looked like a ginger Aaron Rodgers. He looked like a very red-headed Mr. Stone. Over to basketball. Yeah. Sixers get their first win last night in Detroit. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid drops 30 points in 24 minutes. He actually picked a pregame fight with Andre Drummond. And he said yeah, what was uh, that about? He says he's lost a step. He's going to beat his ass. Here's what he said. Uh, when we started the game, he was being aggressive. And he was talking, too. So what I was yes. like in my mind, you want to do that? I'm going to kick your ass then. So that's what I did. <laughs> I love how he says, in my mind. He says yeah, it, in my he mind. He says it again. Ready? 
Then later on, he says, in my mind, I was like, you want to switch up because you're playing against me? You want to be all physical and talk trash? So I was like, you're going to get your ass beat. I love that. In my mind, this happened. I mean, this man is able to just do that to a big 6'11", Andre Drummond. He's going to be able to do it if he stays healthy to everybody else. And it's going to be wonderful. You got to keep him in the uh, keep him in the zone, keep him healthy. Not only not only did Embiid score 30 points, Ben Simmons had a triple-double. Mr. Brown got a triple-double. Rookie of the year. In other news in the NBA, Dwayne Wade asks to come off the bench in Cleveland, so he is no longer starting there, which is strange. He, he Dude, he just played like Shawn Michaels wrestled. He just yeah, sacrificed. That's what it was. He sacrificed his body so much that like his career will be cut short. That's what it is. And finally in the NBA, Lonzo Ball. Oh, dropping the ball. Going back to another prediction of mine where I said the spotlight is just too big, the hype is too much, this is going to unravel. The NBA veterans and the stars yeah. are playing him like street ball. Oh, yeah, 100%. They, um, Patrick Beverly was all over him the entire game, knocked him on the ground. Like he, he was, it, Beverly he, was playing him like it was, you called this, you're playing him like a kid that's doing really good in his class, and then he goes out to the inner city kids, and he gets his asses kicked. And you're like, yeah, you can play. You're pretty good. And they're just scolding him, and he's kind of looking around like, I, I did great last weekend. Yeah, but you're playing with the big boys now, motherfucker. I had a good practice. My dad said I had a good practice. But it's not even that they're they're outskilling him. They're just beating him up, so he's so self-conscious he's playing terrible. They're, they're doing mind games, yeah, like right. John Lennon. Right. Yeah, it's like in uh, White Men Can't Jump when Woody's like, yeah. you can't shoot if you're mad. You can't play if you're mad. You can't play if you're mad. So, sad. Feel bad for him because his dad kind of put him in that spot. Yeah, he set that up, that dad of his. Wouldn't you be like, Dad, you're not cool. Shut up. I got all these prospects. Stop it. And they'd be like, what? Like, I would have rated him in. Like, stop. I mean, I, they I know his dad plays, but like. They huh? seem they seem to love him, but I all I see is Joe Jackson. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's all I see. And I'm you're going to play basketball, and you're going to be good. You're going to get beat. I could be wrong. Look at all this good came out of it. But I don't think I am. I don't think I'm wrong. No, I think you're absolutely it's an accurate assessment of the gravity of the situation. Sixers next battle against Houston. Ooh, that'll be a scary oh. one. Hakeem the Dream. Clyde the Glide. Did you hear? Earl the Pearl Manigot. Why Steph Curry? Steph Curry was suspended? No. Oh, no. I like Steph Curry, too. I don't know what he did. Did he, uh, did he elbow somebody? I'm a big fan of Steph as well. Uh, yeah. I think, I think he's wonderful for the game. Uh, another mention to Shawn Michaels. Got dreamy eyes, too. He, he, lets, he allowed the, uh, the short man, again, he's like an evolution of Iverson, 
Someone yeah. who doesn't have to drive the lane but can just nail the tray bomb. He opened the door for those kids. He got pissed. A foul called yeah. on him or something like that. He took his mouth guard out and threw it in the direction of the official. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. That's worthy of a suspension. I he, think that's very um, uniterated. It is the one thing I don't really uh, like about him. He's got that mouthpiece hanging out of his mouth, and it's like saliva covered. Yeah, no. I'm like Steph, stop. Cake. Come stop. on, stop, stop. Can you you can make your threes without chewing on that thing, please? What if the mouthpiece was filled with like Adderall juice or something, and that just kept him going? That'd be a loophole. He's just grinding away on that and just soaking it down. Real quick, standings in the NHL. The Lightning at the top of the Eastern Atlantic, Atlantic Conference with only one loss. The fucking Pittsburgh Penguins at the top of the metro, Metropolitan. As predicted. I didn't even know this. There, it's like the Eastern Conference is broken into two divisions, the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. What is that? I've never heard of that. I did not know that. The Western is the Central and the Pacific, St. Louis and the Kings at the top there. Our favorite expansion team, the Vegas Golden Knights, still only one loss. It's six and one. I saw that. And that. They're looking good. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't happen this quickly. It's it, You're just so pretty. I, it, we can do it again. I just need like an hour and some Gatorade. Yeah, sports with John John. Let's take an Adderall. John 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 John. John, John. Take an Adderall. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I had to get up at uh, 6 o'clock today. Oh, gosh. Because we had to go to... Um, we had to More go wedding to, planning. It doesn't end. Dude, we had to go to the uh, the doctor again. We have to go every two weeks now. Oh, well, uh, yes. You had to go to the pediatrician. Yes. And Heather had, to, Heather had to drink this gluco drink. It's just like sugar water to, okay. to test so, your, like, your diabetic response. Yes. To see <laughs> if you... Test your anaphylactic shock prepared readiness of from, from the prenatal uh, symptomatic chart. You need to discover whether your pancreas will be able to secrete the nutrients of sugar throughout your blood system, not turning it into jelly. You just need to make sure that your liver is able to infiltrate the foreign chemicals that are pulled down the esophagus in order to exhume them into proper ways so it doesn't affect a child. That is now the second trimester of infancy. Process the energy. Absorb the the, the the nutrients. I was looking at this picture of <laughs> Dwit and his family at his son Nolan Nolan's uh, baptism. Okay. All right. Catholic man. I'm on board. And it's Dwit, his daughter. His, th his three sons, obviously Nolan is, uh, you know, in the, the white garb. Jenny and Agnew. When was that, today? <laughs> no, it was in March. But I just don't understand why Agnew's there. Okay, so DeWitt has children, and this was his second child's baptism? His fourth child's, his third oh, son. Oh, man. No wonder he's fat, losing his hair. Son of a bitch. Get some Vicodin up the neck. I'm just kidding. I love him. He's great. Best guy. His oldest son is, is holding the child baptized. Okay, so DeWitt's having a baptism. God bless him. Right. He's in there, but Agnew's in the photo. So Agnew was like there, 
in a, an official capacity, like a like a godfather? It would appear so, but Daniel is holding Nolan, so he, isn't he the godfather? How old's Daniel? That's DeWitt's oldest son. He's like 15, 16. DeWitt has a 15-year-old son? 16, yeah. Oh, so he had it like when he was like in college or something. High school. In high school, okay. Actually, after we So graduated. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. You should come on the show sometime. We'll give him more airtime than DeWitt. DeWitt will be like, meow. No. So, it would make sense. I don't know DeWitt that well. I like him a lot. I'm just, just kidding, DeWitt, if you're listening. But I feel like the son would be the godfather in that choice, right? Unless he's already the godfather in another one. Right. He may be the godfather of Miles, his middle son. Agnew doesn't post a lot. Randomly, he showed up no. in my Twitter feed as people you should follow because I, I guess I follow you. Right. And he hasn't posted since like 2015 or something. I, I, I never see him on Facebook. I feel like I'm either blocked or he just he's inactive. No, I, I see him like fairly often. I never see him. He says because he works on computers all day, he hates being on social media. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's like... Uh, you know, if you're funny for a living, people want you to be funny all the time. Can be a pain in the ass. <laughs> be a pain. The worst is when you're like, nah, I do a podcast or I'm a comedian. You're like, well, tell something funny. It's like, no. Do you say, what do you do for a living? I'm a police officer. Go shoot a bad guy for me. No, I'm not a clown. I'm not a monkey. That's not <laughs> what we do. It's funny. We had Heather's birthday this weekend. Uh her birthday brunch. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, hey, Ashley. And it was... Uh, Great in-laws. It was about... No, I'm talking about my Jen. I'm talking, I mean, she was talking to her mom. Like, yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a mixture of her friends and her friends' husbands, and a bunch of them that I really like. And I sat across from this dude, Rich, who's from New York, and I, I know... Oh, yeah. He helped you with balloons. <sighs> really? Didn't he he you he helped you somebody helped you with the balloons I think right you had you had a another gentleman jousting that position possibly yes congratulations go on forgive me <laughs> but it was one of those times where he was like a real good audience and for some reason I was like you need that and it was like eleven o'clock in the morning and I just ordered a beer as soon as I got there amen so, so I was like this like right away you know I was yeah. like. Vroom. Snapped in the bowl, and I was so angry. So angry from the night before. I was still kind of like, like delirious oh, yeah. from from the shouting. And well, I, yeah. And him and I just cracked up for like four hours and just got hammered. Oh, that's what you need. You, you know, need those... that release of like a friend yes. to like get you through the times. And it, could, it doesn't even have to be like a great friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Rich. I'm sure he is. But yeah. it could be like just someone that you like, and you're like, we are best friends today because yes. the night I just had, I'm now drinking with you. Like, we are, this is like, this is what I need in my life. This is the medicine the doctor prescribed. And, you know, he's like from New York, so there's no line I can cross. You know, I was throwing everything out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not a snowflake. Wait, what is a snowflake again? Oh, a, a tender, a tender being. Yeah, it's a white person. That's right. very delicate, and everything hurts their feelings. Right. That's very uh, sensitive. Uh, somebody called me out for saying something at a party last year, and I called him out for calling me out because I felt way too snowflakey, give, regardless of anything. I, I don't mean to crowbar that in. Commence with the story. I'll, I'll, I'll slate this for a later time. No, that was but the whole story. Funny. Well, But happy birthday to Heather. We, we started talking about my other buddy Paul. He 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 
was there with his wife. Paul's the one that helped me with the balloons. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you know Paul. I uh, saw you post something on Instagram. He, uh, the balloons look lovely, by the way. Balloons. God. I was given so many instructions about the damn balloons. And <laughs> oh. at, the, at the end of the day, I didn't have to do anything. Balloons. And I knew that's what was going to happen. Someone else was going to take over. We came balloons up, are so useless. We started talking about the movie Get Out. Yes. Because Paul was like, you know, I was looking for horror movies to watch, you know, getting the, hol- the Halloween spirit. And yeah. the first thing that popped up was Get Out. And I didn't know that was a horror movie. And I was like, yeah, it's a horror movie. And the, the monster is racism. <laughs> and he, he's like, like, like a blob, like a big like monster. Like, what does that mean? Like a boy, boy in his blob. And then I like explained it to him, you know, like it, it's not it's an metaphor. actual. But what if it was a real monster that just kept going around spreading racism? Like it is flying it is. through it's the air, like separating interracial couples because like, they can't it's, deal. Yeah, it is a real monster, though. It's the 45th president of the United States. How are we doing it here, Georgetown? Good night, everybody. I'm Matt Clark. I'll be at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, which is closed down. But the I'm there next week, and I will be at the Boynton Beach Salary Club on October 31st. Get Out is like the best rated horror movie this year on all these lists that you read. It's so weird, but it's like the top 15 movies you should watch for Halloween. It's like The Shining, Halloween, Friday the 13th. And like Get Out is always number one. I feel but like there's there's money behind that. has to be. Well, it's a landmark film based, I think, in the political climate and it's racism. It's like a good film. I don't know if it's necessarily the scariest one to get me in the mood for Halloween. It's more like right. a film to get you talking about things happening things that are actually scary not pretend monsters right right Mm. real real threats of society real fear yes sure salty fear mind hunter oh i just started watching that so did i really last night i fired up like two episodes i started watching like saturday it's good Oh, I don't care too much for the main character, but I'm still feeling him out. I don't like him right away, but that kind of makes it interesting anyway because he's not like the, the, the typical, the atypical anti-hero. He, he grows, and his, uh, his, his, his partner um, like balances him out really well. Like They're real funny. I love the partner. Yeah. They're like, the, they're like a really good buddy cop kind of thing. Yeah. Going on, it's going a good on show. There. Going on there. Is that a whole? Is that a, a new series or mini series? Is that like is this season one or is this like a one and done thing? I believe it's season one. And that chick yeah. from Leftovers and uh, Fargo again. Yeah, yeah, tearing she, it up. She is a hot number in Hollywood. I'm a fan. Yeah, she's a good actress. A juicy, juicy fan. She comes more into it in like the fourth or fifth episode. But yeah, they 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 talk to. Psycho- psychopaths, and they want to learn why they do what they do. And, it, and so far, it all it all goes back to mommy didn't love me enough. No, but it's very intense. Yeah, I'm excited. You got you got pretty deep in there. I'm uh, I'm gonna fire up another few tonight. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Stranger You'll Things enjoy. comes out this 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 uh, weekend too, which I'm jazzed for, man. It's gonna be another binge watch. Remember when that first came out? You and I did a show that day. It was like. In L.A., it was like 100 degrees, and you oh. blew through that, and then I blew through it in like three or four days. But uh, it was fun. I'm excited, man. I'm jazzed. 
I actually started rewatching it, just just remembering what it was all Same about. Here. And the one thing I remembered was, oh, God, Winona Ryder, could you just like stop crying and screaming for like an episode? Yes. <laughs> Thought the same thing. You know, it's almost like she's still the actress she was in the 90s. She never, like, grew up. She's just kind of like a whiny, like, kid. All raggedy and like, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, she is in the lights. The the snowflake thing, if I can elaborate on this. I want to get your opinion. This was a, if I was out of line, or if this was a snowflakey thing to do. Okay. I was at a party, and we were talking about work. And one of like my coworkers was there. I forget the situation, but it was something about somebody was at work and they were like running the front desk at an event or something like that. And they said, "Where's so and so? Where is she at?" And I said, "Oh, she she was manning the manning the desk." You know, you've said that like they're manning the desk, they're manning yeah. the front booth. Yeah, she's she's at her post. Yeah, she's holding down the fort. Oh, I wouldn't really say that. W- w- say what? Ma- manning the desk. Some people might take offense to that because it's manning. And I, I had to think about it because I was like, wait, what did I say? No, she's manning. She was manning the desk at this place. Well, some people might say because it's man. And I just said, and this was like a, a doctor, like a surgeon, a guy of like respect. And I said, are you kidding me? A, do- a social idiot. I said, I'm offended that you would call me out. And I started going into, like, the president talks about grabbing people by the pussy. Manning the desk? That's not like SpongeBob. I think I got it from the cartoon. It's like saying they're holding down the fort. They're running the show. And manning, by the way, is for mankind. She's manning the desk as opposed to a, a machine doing it. Are you kidding me? And I kind of got mad at this guy. He's like, well, I'm not offended, but some people might. I well, said, well, then let, let them, them be offended. all get offended. I but can't – that made it worse. He was like saying he wasn't offended. He was calling me out like, you fucking, you fucking pussy. Stop it. Enough with the political correctness. If you say the N-word or fag or something, that's offensive. That can hurt people's feelings. That invokes the – but man in the desert, what's next? Uh, I got to feed my cat cat food. Well, Matt, you need to say uh, animal dietary needs because cat food implies you're eating a cat. The Chinese might get a – no, stop it all. Uh-huh. Makes me want to be more offensive. Makes me want to be like a, like a dice clay. I really do. I want to go off on like, Mary, yes. Mary, quite contrary kind of stuff at these parties. I, I just, I don't. It's, it's unhealthy. But I just want to offend people more today because of that. It makes, it makes me want to like grow the fuck up and smack them around. It's like that. That's been a term since, probably before the Civil War. Like man the battle stations, man the. Ah! The crow's nest and the you know the pirate ship, but like what were you supposed to say? She's womaning the right. desk. She's guarding the desk. She's that's manning. that's like the whole thing. You're a doctor. It, you spent so much, so many years of your life in a book. Your nose buried in a book. You don't understand social norms. Stop right. telling someone that you could be offensive. You could be offensive. Let that person yeah. be offended on their own time. Whoever and they are. We'll- and we'll cross that bridge if we get there. But I'm I'm right though. It's not an offensive term anyway. But the fact that we've come to that, it's kind of disheartening. Yeah, that's bad. It's really kind of upsetting. We'll put this in the W column in a second. But I just want to bring that up because we talked about the snowflakes. They're like white knights. You know what a white knight is? It's those guys, it's white people on Twitter and social media that bring light to something that could be racist, but they make it worse because they're exposing it. But they're not racist, like. Uh, 
Hey, everyone. Uh, Mike said the N-word. He didn't, but I'm just saying. I'm not racist, just so you know. I'm, I'm not racist. But but he said this. So rather than letting that be quiet, I'm exposing this to everybody so you get mad. But I'm not racist. But you're the one that's kind of like bringing this to light and calling him out. But I'm not racist. But he's racist. So look at him. You're, you're just kind of creating a problem where there isn't one. Yeah. They're called white knights. Right. It's the people that said Kaepernick was uh, offending the, the military. Yes. And he was yeah. doing it for the cops. Like they're twisting the story the way they want to see it. And they're <laughs> they're white knights. That's that's racist. Well, it's racist because you're looking at it negatively. Right. There, there are ways to. It's like in that Seinfeld episode when Jerry goes, "Always oh, wanted to date a Japanese woman," and Elaine goes, "Isn't that a little racist?" And he says, "Well, if I like the race, how is that racist?" That's so true. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I like blondes. It's the same it thing. It makes you a sexist. You a deviant. This, uh, oh, well, throughout <laughs> this, uh, fake reporter Ryan Clayton threw Russian flags at Trump when, oh. he was, when he was on his way to lunch with Mitch McConnell, who looks like my mom. Stratsky, niet mamam. mamam. Have you seen Stratsky. Mitch McConnell? Oh, God. Yeah, he does. He looks like a mamam. He looks like he needs to be on a nice. Veiled, uh, green, velveted, crocheting, and saying things like, back in my day, and as she's talking, she's pointing with the middle finger but doesn't realize that's insulting because it's the only finger she has free because the rest have stitches on them from croquet. Back in my day, the the, the nickels had bees on them. Okay, Mama, a nice colored gentleman lives next door. Mama, you can't say that anymore. Back, back in my day. Back in my day, keys were made out of bone. <laughs> back in my day, the skeleton key got its name from bones. You know, throughout the history of the John and Agnew show, Katie mentioned how she was a staunch Republican. We need to get yes. her back on here and see what she thinks of, of Donald Jr., Donald J. Trump. I'd be interested in... in I'm gonna say, look, Katie, over that ginger. You can say whatever you want. No judgment. I just yeah, wanna, no I judgment. just want to hear your opinion, and then we'll move on. There's no preachiness here on the podcast. So if you're nope. Republican or Democrat, there's no no prejudice. No ways that we will we'll, we'll judge or prejudice you. We're just happy you're you're strapping in for the ride and going along with the show. Yes, everyone is a, a potential victim. Staunch. I just like the word staunch. I am a staunch cereal eater. I never forgot her using that term, staunch, because I was like, I, like I don't think any anyone else refers to themselves as a staunch anything but Republican. <laughs> right, yeah, it's just what you see in Wikipedia articles. Uh, Peters was a staunch Republican. Yeah. Voted unanimously for Nixon. And, you know, that that's kind of when you see it. But not it's a, only Republican. It's not, not a John is a staunch Democrat. sports person. Right. He's an avid sports watcher, but staunch is Republican. He's a staunch Eagles fan. Staunch Republican, bleeding liberal. It's like those two. Bleeding liberal. Bleeding liberal. Bleeding Kansas. You want to slice tonight in the W column, my friend? Slice. Tweet us. Scooby. <laughs> Snap us. <laughs> and nerd out 35. <laughs> Bring my respirator back on. <laughs> the underscore pod. Oh, it sounded like a walker. It was a walker-esque. Ah, that would be a good walker. At the end of school podcast, so Sports with John tonight, brought to you by Live Web Media and the rest of the show. Thank you so much for listening. 
from Matthew Clark and Jonathan Ashinger saying, a ta-ta. A ta-tell. <laughs> Godspeed. Dewey. Unicorns and wizard sleeves, hammer plants and make-believe, pirate ships sailing off to sea, will you come party with me in my castle, in my castle, in my castle, in my castle. This is for the freaks and for my magicians Booty clapping, lap dancing technicians Dance parties in the name of Great Britain And American girls who love a Detroit piston Like Dennis Rodman, I got a rod, man Oh yeah! A long wong dong and a soft hand And a ping pong, ping schlong, let's all dance From England to Stockholm I'm wearing a cape just like a poncho I got a cutie and I'm making a beat on a booty Like I was a Bonnaroo beating up on a bongo I got a bottle of Martinelli's And jumping it all over anybody that's kicking it in the grotto and the neighbors keep tripping, I'm like I'm in a castle. Fuck your condo! Unicorns and wizard sleeves, hammer plants and make-believe. Pirate ships sailing off the sea, sailing off the sea, sailing off the sea. Unicorns and wizard sleeves, hammer plants and make-believe. Pirate ships sailing off the sea, will you come party with me in my castle? I'm a partier, you like to wander, I'm a wanderer, your thighs are the closet to Narnia, is it cool if I go and get lost in that, I'm the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, massage my lap, I have a sore bone, of course cold on the dance floor, like an Eskimo's toes in the North Pole, with both toes poking out of the two holes in the Eskimo socks, I'm hot, like a cauldron from a warlock, wearing sweatpants and a sauna, who's your father, I'm not. I'm motherfucking raving Bowie, and here's my cock. Rooster, cock a doodle doo, sir. Take a hit of the hookah, now make it drop. Girl's booty was bigger than the stomach of Rick Ross. <laughs> Holy mother mountain of tender tendon to get lost in. Pounce, pounce, that castle booty, that bottom. Make it wobble, wobbly, wobble till my third leg has to hobble. Yeah! You don't want to look back on this night and think I should have been freaking on a booty. Sailing off the sea. 